prepare for multi-ball. Hello, and welcome to Pitball Nerds Podcast, coming all the way from River Hibbets, Nova Scotia, to the holes in the side of your head, introducing your host, Overton Albert. That's me. Take it away. Welcome back, Pinball Nerds, to episode 307 of your fifth favorite pinball podcast. My name's Orbital Albert, and on today's episode, I am so excited to announce to you the starting lineup for the first edition of the Pinball Nerds podcast, Playing Cards, okay? So, I am possibly more excited about this than I was playing in my first pinball tournament ever. I am perhaps more excited about this than I was to announce to you that I was, uh, you know, get, getting into pinball and, and, and starting a podcast and uh, starting live stream. I'm more excited for this than even when I was starting live streaming. I'm so excited, guys. I can't even sit down for the first time in a very long time. I'm going to be standing to record this episode since perhaps the first time I live streamed a live recording of the Pinball Nerds podcast on my Twitch channel. But without further ado, let's get into talking about what these Pinball Nerds podcast trading cards are going to be all about. A long time ago, I was on the Pinball Profile, uh, Jeff Teols' Pinball Profile, uh, and when I was speaking with him, he said, you know, do you do this mostly for you? And I said, yes, it's more like a blog. It's, a, you know, it, I do it for me. I do it a lot for me. Now, as more, especially at the start, I started doing it mostly for me. And now that I actually have a good base of listeners, which I really appreciate, my my uh, pinball nerd listeners out there who eat, sleep, and breathe pinball just like me. Um, I, I couldn't be more excited to be doing these cards. Okay. I am doing them partially for me because let's be honest, I would never be getting a card from twin galaxies. I might someday squeak into the top 500 or so, hopefully, especially if I were to move say out of this area to an area that had more pinball tournaments. Um, but I, you know, it doesn't matter. I think Twin Galaxies has only done, I know they've done Jack Danger's card. I know they've probably done a few others uh, that I don't know of, but they mostly do video game cards. And nine, nine out of 10 people, if not 10 out of 10 people almost on this list will never be off. Like, you know, 99% of the people on this list will never be offered a card if it wasn't for the Pinball Nerds podcast trading cards. And what I want to do is 90% of the people also on this list I've met in real life and talked to and hung out with. A few people near the end of the list I've never actually met in person, but I know uh, in that I've either talked to them on Facebook or I've talked to them on a live stream or uh, in some way, shape or form, I've communicated with them other than just say listening to their podcast or like Steve Ritchie. I've heard Steve Ritchie on several podcasts. I've watched him on lots of live streams, but I've never personally communicated with him. So I didn't add him to this list. Okay. And I also thought it'd be harder to, you know, get approval and get okayed from. So I mostly stuck to people that I have on Facebook or social media. I left off a couple people that I wouldn't know how to even contact them because they're not really on the internets much. And I lost my cell phone with the one guy's phone number. And there was just a couple of people I wanted to add on here. I wasn't able to, um, a couple of the things that will be on the card is besides a, a big, you know, nice picture, the top half of the front of the card, it's going to have your versus Orby. Okay. So against me, the win loss ratio. So, uh, just for instance, remember I was looking at Julie Dorsers this morning and of course I'm losing to her. She's an incredible player. Well in the top thousand and has won several 
women's tournaments and won, uh, you know, lots of Monday night pinballs with me. She is the treasurer for the London Ontario Pinball League, as well as being the tournament director for Monday night pinball. So, uh, and then I've also got to live stream her Wonder Woman card with her. So there's tons of people like Julie who I, I have played like well over, you know, 50 times and Julie's was over a hundred. I couldn't believe it, Julie. I think Julie had beat me like 60 of them and I had maybe won 20 or 30 of them. And then there was a whole bunch of ties or something like that. So there was a lot in there. There's tons of people I played over 50 times and some of them that I was getting close to or, and or past a hundred. So most of these people, if you're in pinball media, don't worry, I'm going to get you guys at the end, but, and don't just skip ahead. You got to listen about all the people that you're going to be sharing a card with the, uh, I, I basically have, I know that at least 10 or 15 people on this list will not get back to me. They won't answer the questions I need answered for the cards. And really, if they don't hear back from me, I'm just going to assume for one reason or another, and there could be lots of reasons why someone would not want to be on a card or not want to have one. I don't know any of them, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe they just, it's not, they don't think it's cool. They don't think it's rad. It's not for them. They would prefer not to have a card. It's not their thing. Like I said, even, you know, some people don't like social media. Some people just would prefer not their, you know, some people don't even use their, their, their picture. They don't want their picture on Facebook, right? They just have a, a name, right? So anyways, if I don't hear back from you, you will, everyone on this list, you will be hearing from me in the next few days. Um, I've gone to Halifax for the next few days, so it might be early next week, but you will hear from me. And on there, there will be a list of questions that will say like favorite pinball machine. Um, I'm going to ask that people try to use like, you know, instead of saying Tales of the Arabian Nights, because it would take up the whole card, they say Totem, right? Um, anyways, short forms would be highly appreciated. Without further ado, let's get into, oh, and I do want to mention this on the card, it's going to have your pinball strengths and pinball weaknesses. So like mine on my card, for many of you who have me on Facebook, you've seen my card that my wife mocked up. They look similar to that, but not identical. Um, and I mean, I've only re I've only redone mine. And unfortunately, I had to lower my FPA ranking on it because I'm like 2,059th now, not 1,800th or whatever it was on there. But um, that's okay. I'm going to be playing in more tournaments, including hopefully one coming up December 7th uh, in Moncton with the Fundio Flippers. And I'm very stoked for that. So, But let's get into our, our list here. Oh, sorry. I, I was explaining strengths and weaknesses. So it's going to say strength. and Like on mine, it would say flipper skills. And then weakness, it would say game knowledge. Or to try to be more funny, it would say uh, strengths, um, talks, talks a lot, <laughs> weaknesses, never shuts up. I, I'm going to try to do like some funny stuff. I think weaknesses on mine, it said uh, uh, craft beer and so, something else, like, you know, too much beer and, and game knowledge, definitely. But I'm going to try to make it tongue in cheek. And people who are named on here, when you send me back your answers, I'm not going to be using all of them, of course, but as many as I can get on there. And I'm mostly going to be using the ones that are the funniest. So if you have a pinball nickname, that'll be on there, right? So mine's going to be Albert Orby, uh, Orbital Albert, a.k.a. Orby, right? Um, so, yeah, if you have a nickname, it might be on there. Okay, without further ado, let's get into the list. And I apologize if this Podcast goes a little longer than the half an hour I've been trying to stick within because it's hard to name 73 people on a list, right, uh, that quickly. But I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Okay, it's 7 minutes, 30 minutes, 7.30 in. Let's go. Number one, and this is just how they came out in my head, okay? So uh, I tried to start with the people from Loppel. So, of course, the first person I thought of at Loppel is Mr. Mike Dimas. Shout out. Uh, Mike Dimas did a really, really cool thing at the end of the Canadian Pinball podcast they, uh, Tony and Mike sang a Christmas song 
uh, about eating, sleeping, and breathing pinball. So go listen to that. I will try to even play it at some point on here, okay? Uh, maybe not today's episode because I already have my outro music, but I am going to play that for y'all, and you're going to love it. And Tony and Mike, thank you so much. He's also the president of Lopal, so I thought it was fitting that he would, you know, it's, it doesn't mean he's going to be card number one per se. These might go in order of how quickly I get them back or how fast I can start working on them, that sort of thing. And card number is not really important. What is important is you all, who I'm about to talk about, are in the first edition of the Pimmel Nerds podcast trading cards. Here we go. Uh, Mike Dimas, Tony Laviolette, his partner in crime from the Canadian Pimmel podcast, Julie Dorser, who I always already chatted about, Mr. Markin City. Uh, Markin City, of course, is the creator of the Nightmare Before Christmas. Then, of course, when you're speaking of one Mark, you can't think of the other, Mr. Mark Turan. So many fun nights on, on uh, Thursday nights at Call the Office uh, playing. I could have, again, Mark, I could have, both all the people I mentioned above, uh, I really could have put, most of these people I could put in Monday Night Pinball or Lopal because it's in the same town. Good old London, Ontario, the Forest City. I'm missing everybody there. Let's keep moving on, though. Next, we have Sean Russell. Sean Russell could have been in the streaming category. Uh, he could have been in the CTO category. Um, he could have been in the, the Pinball Nerds podcast super fans category, but I stuck him right here in Lopal um, because that's just, that's, this is who I thought of on the way out. Okay. Number eight is Brad Hopkins. Brad. Brad just got uh, welcome to the tribe on the Poor Man's Podcast with Ian and Drew. Uh, well, welcome to uh, the Pimmel Nerds Podcast tribe, Brad. I guess you could say all the people on this are kind of coming over to my tribe. I don't I don't know if it's a tribe or not, but uh, let's just say it's a, a trading card. Here we go. Number nine is Joe Stanzik. Joe Stanzik could have gone on the Pimberg uh, people that I played with. Uh, Joe Stanzik could have been in there in the Monday Night Pinball, but he doesn't go out to that as often anymore, so I left him in Lopal. All right, and number 10, rounding out for now, the people I could remember at the very start for Lopal is Mr. Jeff Teolis. Jeff Teolis has not come to many of the Monday Night Pinballs, but I've seen him at tons of tournaments across Ontario, of course. Uh, I've got to interview him for the show, of course. He's got to be on my show. I've got to be on his. It was awesome. Let's move into the Monday Night Pinball people now, okay? So number 11, card number 11-ish will be Mr. Mike Speedy, that's right, of Speed City Records. Speed City Records is currently where the new Monday Night Pinball is. Um, really excited for that. Mr. Tw the next one is Melkman, okay, um, also known as Melky. Uh, he is going to get his own card. Can't wait for that. He worked at a milk processing place, and one time after winning, we dared him to, like, chug a thing of milk, but, like, pour it from way high up like they do when, you know, you win a, a NASCAR race or something. And he freaking did it, and it was awesome. So I wish I had a picture of that, and if I can find a picture of that, that's going on your card. By the way, I am attempting to pick the pictures. If you really want a specific one, you can try sending it to me. But if it's too grainy, it's your fault. Um, also, and if it's too dark, I'm not lightening all of them or not spending much time doing it anyways. Number 13 is Sarah Chitty. Now, Sarah doesn't make it out to Monday Night Pinball as much as she used to. But for like the first year I went, she was there every freaking Monday. Um, come rain, come shine, come snow, come hardly any heat at call the office, if you all can remember that. Uh, the next one is Ian Gifford. Uh, Ian has had the pleasure of also being interviewed uh, on Pinball Profile. And uh, he has also... Did I get to do one with Ian? If I didn't do one with you, Ian, I'd love to and I want to when we catch up next time. Uh, and then I was thinking of... Nicole from Monday Night Pinball, congratulations. Can't wait to get your card. And Nicole, I want to see you out there playing again. I know you're not making it as much either, but Nicole is hilarious. She's funny. 
I loved every minute I got to hang out with her. The only couple times, the only thing I will say is if you're playing pinball be right beside Nicole and she's having a tough night or she's having a bad ball, you're going to hear about it. And just remember, you're practicing for Pinberg for like 10,000 people in the same room you're playing a tournament at. Um, anyways, no, she liked to yell profanities fairly loud. <laughs> and it was shocking to have the person right beside you being like, gosh, dang it. Uh, sorry, I just ruined your ears. I apologize. Anyways, love love you, Nicole. Can't wait to get you a card. The next is Henry. That's right. I'm not going to pronounce your last name. But Henry, you're the only Henry I know in pinball. So I, I will... I'll spell your name correctly on the card. How about that? I'm just not going to pronounce it. I love you, Henry, buddy. Uh, Henry, of course, does play in Lobble as well. Could have been either of those categories. Um, I believe Henry's came in on at least one of the live streams that we did as well, if not two. And, yeah, so he could have been in several categories. The next one is Janet. Janet, I got to go live stream at your house, and we did Night Rider. Not the Night Rider with Kit the car, unfortunately, and Mr. David Hasselhoff. No, we got to go over to her house and we did the night rider with the creepy looking truck driver. And uh, anyways, awesome machine. Weird art. Awesome machine. Had a great time doing that live stream. Uh, Nicole was also in that live stream. I forgot about that and a couple other people. It was a great time. The next person is Mr. Eric Sen. Eric Sen was doing the live stream on my channel. One of my very first live streams, my first on location live stream, and we were doing Rob Zombie and he didn't want it to be on video. So he pulled up like a, a handkerchief up so you could just see his eyes. And I was like, okay, but you're on social media. You're on Facebook. He's like, yeah, but I don't know. Anyways, I love you, dude. Uh, great player, really good player, fun dude, likes to party. Um, you get a card. Uh, also, I couldn't do Eric without mentioning Oren. Uh, Oren is his dad, Oren Sen. Oren, you're such a cool guy, nice guy. Um, really get along with both Oren and Eric. Uh, really nice guys. Uh, I even remember the last tournament I went to, they gave me a ride. So thank you so much for that. Lots of memories. Could have included you for Monday Night Pinball, of course, or Loppel, because you come to both. But And number 20, rounding out for now, the people I could remember, for now, the people I could remember from Monday Night Pinball and Loppel. Uh... Mr. Matthew Megaphone, that's right. Um, I'm very excited. My, my best friend, Matt, couldn't, couldn't uh, you know, forget about him there. And then what happens is for these next 10, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be adding in people that somewhere, somehow, at some point, I forgot, okay? So, or, or just, I wasn't sure which category to put them in. They're a mixture of Monday Night Pinball and Lawful People. Here we go. Number 21, Terry Burns. Awesome. Really fun player, really nice person, kind, generous. Uh, always a pleasure to be around her. Uh, the next person is Mr. Richard Gilmore. Now, Richard doesn't come out too often anymore to Monday Night Pinball, but I'd like to see him out there again. And we were always friends, and he was also on my trivia team as well. Uh, next would be Rob Knoll. Uh, Rob, would love to have you on a card. Got to interview Rob on the podcast. That was so fun. Um, haven't got to do a live stream with him. He has an incredible collection out there. Fingal, shout out. Uh, and also a Lopple player. I think he's came to a couple Monday Night Pinballs, but that's not mostly where I know him. The next one is Rob Kirshner. Rob Kirshner is an awesome dude. He came out to my Christmas charity tournament last year with his whole fam. That was awesome. That was a memorial for uh, our good friend Dave Clark, who used to be the drummer in my band. 
unfortunately passed away, but Rob came out to that with his whole fam, and that was really fun, and he's a really cool dude. He's I know him mostly from Lopel, but I think he's came to a couple Monday Night Pinballs. And number 26 is Mr. Kyle Pern. Kyle Pern uh, is taking a, one season off of hosting at Lopel, but he's an awesome dude. He's really cool. He's really fun. I love going to his house. He has a rad collection. He's very fun to hang out with. The very first time I met him, he's like, dude, you love craft beer. You're a craft beer rep. Come over here. Help yourself to pouring yourself. I don't even have to do it for you. Other people, you know, whatever. He's like, just come over here, pour yourself your own beer. The good news was I wasn't driving <laughs> because, geez, I probably, you know, helped myself to like two or three pints after I already had my four or five beers I brought. So, but Kyle, I had a great time at your house. I always have. He's had every final for Lopal as long as I can remember it. And yeah. Very stoked. Number 27 is my good buddy, Travis Smith. Travis is one of the brews brothers, of course. He uh, uh, was brewing, would brew with me every Friday, the, the, the Plaid Brothers Brewing, um, and brew some craft beer. But also, he started coming out to Lopal, and we were all surprised how well he picked it up. And he actually fell in love with pinball from playing it with me at his house from playing Pinball Arcade and Pinball FX3. We will get back to Pinball FX3 in a second, though. All right, next on this list is Mr. David McCord. David McCord is uh, Mark and City's partner, and David also, I know, helped with the artwork or did the artwork uh, or helped with painting of the artwork and several other things, of course, on Mark and City's uh, Nightmare Before Christmas Machine. And uh, he's just really cool. He's really fun. Got to hang out with them, you know, a, a good number of times, including going over there to their Halloween party one year and... Uh, yeah, just excited to make sure he gets a card as well, because although we haven't played tons of pinball together, all the times we've hung out, it's been a good time. Next is Ray Doyle. Ray Doyle is a host. Again, I think he's taking a season off, but a host from Lopal. Has an incredible collection. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of Roadshow, he has Roadshow, by the way, which I know Robert Gagno put like this crazy score on it. I guess he sat there for 45 minutes and played it. But um, I just bought Roadshow for Pinball FX3, and we'll come back to that later as well. You're like, no, don't come back to it. I don't want to hear about pinball effects. We want to hear about the trading cards. So let's get back into it. Number 30 is Mr. Sean Murphy. Now, Sean Murphy hasn't came out to any Lopples. I haven't seen him at any other tournaments other than a couple Monday night pinballs. But we've been buddies all the way back since high school, or at least we've kind of like, we had a lot of mutual friends and kind of chatted back then a little. Then we became much closer as he started coming out to Thursdays at Call the Office. And some nights it would be just myself, Sean, and Mark Turand. And, uh, you know, maybe the bartender or whatever, but it'd be down to like the three of us. And some nights it would be like minus 20, which meant it called the office. It was about minus 10 and you'd have to leave your gloves on and your toque and actually your jacket and a sweater on while you were in there playing pinball because pinball was right by the door and they only had one heater way over by the bar. And like, oh my gosh, unless you're playing Earthshaker, that was slightly more in the corner. But anyways, love you, Sean Murphy. Missing you, buddy. Got to see you when I came back last time, which was really awesome though at Beer Lab in London, Ontario, which you go check out if you haven't. Next is number 31 is Mr. Oh, so from 30 to like 40 is a mixture of people that I know primarily from just being in the Ontario scene and playing outside of Lopal, even though, again, Mark Foy does play in that. But we've got Mark Foy. Um, we've got and, and got to hang out with Mark could have been in several categories here because I got to hang out with him, of course, at Pimberg, and I've got to see him and hang out with him and, 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 you know, play with him at lots of events. Really, really nice guy. Really nice guy. Genuinely awesome guy. Uh, good player. 
he he's like me a little bit i think like we both run streaky like sometimes we can be in like the bottom third and, and then like the next tournament we're in the top third right so he's kind of like me like that it has good days and bad days um <clears throat> number 32 is ken lapointe now ken lapointe has not been playing too much pinball lately so i don't even know if he wants a card but i wanted to offer it to him because he's really nice super knowledgeable about pinball um, also tells it like it is, which is what I really like and respect when you're playing with him. But when Ken is on point, he's on point, and then you're screwed because he's an incredible player. Um, hope, hopefully, Ken, I hope you come back to pinball, buddy. Uh, next is Ethan Bent. He's part of the Hammer City crew. He's just a super nice dude. Also got to hang out with him and interview him at Pinburg, of course. Uh, number 34 is Paul Baker. He's the president, I believe, or the guy who started Hammer City. Really nice dude. Um, Next guy is Darcy Demosher. Darcy Demosher, awesome guy that I got to play with every other week at Monday Night Pinball for quite a while. And then also got to play with him and a little bit at uh, TCPL, of course, and um, uh, just at the tournaments at Pablo's and at the tournaments at Che's new place. What the name is, is I can't forget it right now, but I'll remember later. So the next person is Adam Becker. Now, Adam Becker and I have only really got to uh, chat much once, and that was at the Flipper Frenzy Tournament, but I actually stayed quite a bit later after it, and there was only like, at one point, there was only like three of us there, it was mostly Adam and I talking as he was like showing me how to frickin' blow up Iron Maiden, getting like 800, 900 million, barely even trying, uh, and uh, I mean, I'm sure he was trying, but he wasn't trying like he was in finals at Pinburg, but of course, he's won Pinburg before, or wait, did he win the Papa before? No, I think he won Pinburg. He always won one of the two, but or maybe both of them. But Adam is uh, extremely knowledgeable, and uh, Adam also works his butt off uh, for IFPA, of course, in putting all of the scores. So thanks for doing that as well, Adam. And, um, and uh, I have got to chat with Adam a couple other times, but not too much. That was the main time when I actually got to uh, spend the most one-on-one -on -one time talking with him, and I really wanted to offer him a card. The next is a friend of the show, been on the show uh Twice now, once at Pemberg and once before that. Joe Cervino, awesome dude, great photographer, really good asset to the pinball community. He runs Pinball Degenerates, of course, on Facebook. Um, yeah, just love the dude. <clears throat> Next, number 38, is Duncan McFarlane. That's right, Duncan. Newer to pinball, but just lighten it up. And his commentary, when Duncan does commentary, I love listening to him do commentary. He got to do that on the Gamma Goat channel, of course. And, of course, I can't mention Gamma Goat without the next one, Mr. Ian Harewer. Of course. Of course Ian was going to get a card. The question was, where would I put Ian in? Because Ian, I've live streamed on his channel, on, on Gamma Goat on Twitch. He's live, He's came over and, has he been on one of mine? I hope he should. I wish he should have been on one of mine. I hope he should have been on one of mine. I can't, I can't remember if he's been on one of mine. Well, Ian, if not, that will happen someday. Um, but, of course, he was the pin turn for me when he went to the New York City Pinball Championships, which was incredible and got second to Bowen. And then uh, also has done some more awesome work, including much more recently. And I could have given Ian you one of five cards, but I could have given you a super fan card as well. But I'm putting you here on the Ontario Knights. Well, I'm going to sort this all out later, but basically, there you go. Okay, so the final Ontario person is Mr. Phil Birnbaum. Phil I've probably talked to the least on this list so far. I was introduced to uh, to him formally uh, by Julie Dorsers at Pemberg and then, you know, kind of, 
I didn't really chat with him much, but we were hanging out in the same areas. And uh, Julie was like, yeah, you should do this podcast if, if you want to. And he was kind of like, well, wait, I don't even know this dude. And I was like, it's fine. It's okay. It's like, usually I get to talk to people for a bit first. And he even offered, Phil Birnbaum even offered, sorry, guys, just had to turn down the heat here. I'm sweating a little bit because I'm walking back and forth because I'm so excited for these cards. Um, Phil was busy. Not only was he like, is he like a top 100 player, even I think a top 50 player now, um, but he was busy doing, uh, putting in the scores. He was scorekeeping for Intergalactic. Well, you know, getting ready to play in Pimberg, right? So I don't know. Maybe maybe he didn't make the finals for Pimberg and he wasn't in there. But anyways, Phil Birnbaum, hopefully you won a card, buddy. And if so, you got it. Um, so this is just kind of like an offer. I'm putting this offer out there. Some of these people might not want cards, just like I said. And that's okay because it just saves me money in printing. But whoever wants a card out of this list, they're people I all think are very deserving of having their own pinball card. And I would love to do it for them. Uh, number 40 would be Mr. Uh, these people I'm kind of getting into a mixture of people that I know from streaming and a mixture of people. Um, I all, Every person on here I've, I've actually met and talked to so far, but we're eventually going to get to the point where there's going to be like 10% of them that I haven't actually talked to before, right? Oh my gosh, we're getting into 25 minutes. Okay, I'm going to try to run through this faster. Can I go faster? Jack Danger, you know who he is, Deadfield Channel, awesome guy. Megan Sprague <coughs> out of Ottawa, um, really good player, really nice. Number 42 is Mrs. Pin. Of course, Mrs. Pin's Pinball Podcast. Got to interview her, talk with her, chat with her, and of course, play Pinberg with her. And Dr. Pin, number 43, starting the Super Duper Pinball Podcast. I think that's what it's called uh, with Mr. Chris Franchi and oh, another dude I forget. Uh, number 44 is Marty from Head to Head Pinball. Again, haven't Marty, just kind of like Phil, I've talked to probably, and Dr. Pin, I haven't talked to tons either. Um, but I did get like a 20 minute interview with, uh, Mrs. Penn. So I could say I've at least chatted with her a bit more, but Marty, I, I, I feel like I have a good, you know, kind of relationship with Marty because I've actually talked to him on his live stream, at least, I don't know, half a dozen times, if not more. And sometimes it's literally like me, I'm the only person in chat talking with them or like me and one or two other people. Right. So, um, also I've listened to like every freaking episode of head to head pinball, by the way. Joe Lemire, I've never met you. I'm not going to offer you a card yet, but I am going to meet you at Pemberg, if not sooner. And then you're going to be in addition number two, I'm sure, because I do think you're a great addition to Head to Head Pemble. Okay, the next one is Mr. Nick Greenan. <laughs> Nick, love you, buddy. Nick's going to be calling me between uh, 3 and 4 p.m. today, <clears throat> my time. We're going to be doing an interview. Nick is the most recent pinturn for the show. He's also the only 2019 sponsored player, okay? So we're going to be going over, did Nick hit his bonuses? Did he get to finals? Uh, did he have fun? Did he qualify? We already know, like for listeners of the show who haven't spoiled it or was weren't watching IE Pinball, um, Nick had five or six games left at around 11 p.m. with one hour to qualify for A, and he was one spot off. No, for classics, and he was one spot off, right? <clears throat> so anyways, Nick is going to sort it out with us today. Nick, you're getting a card, buddy. Can't wait for it. Um, next on here, of course, is, and this is the first person I've never met in real life, but I feel like I have. This is Chris the Pintern. I've tried to go to every one of Chris the Pintern's uh, Twitch, and I think it's the same name for his Twitch channel. Yeah, it is. And I've gone there and watched him stream a lot of Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle, among other machines. And then, of course, he's came on so many of my uh, my, my my live streams. Uh, I think he's one of the few people who probably listen to almost every single episode. 
And because most people pick and choose, which is totally fine when you put out 307 episodes in barely over a year, it's hard to listen to every single one. There's only a finite amount of time in the day. That's why I break them up into 20 minute, 30 minute ones in case you don't have three hours or two and a half to listen to one podcast. You can kind of pick and choose which topics you want to hear about. But let's get back into this. <clears throat> Next on the list, of course, uh, number 47 and 48 are... Hayden and Owen Agar, my sons. Both of my sons have live streamed with me. Both have played lots of tournaments with me. Um, can't believe you even got this far through this list without remembering them, you jerk dad. Uh, <clears throat> next on this list is Mr. Kevin Chow out of Toronto. Really nice guy, really nice guy. Also subscribed to my Twitch channel, I think my very first subscriber ever. So that was really awesome. Thank you so much for doing that, Kevin. Really nice guy, really fun to play with. And when he's playing well, watch out, because he's good. Um, Okay, let's turn the page. Oh, no, last on this page, and one of only two people so far I've never actually met in person, but I've talked to lots on Facebook, is Mr. Christopher Ferrecci. That is correct. Now, I'm going to have to pause the audio because we're at 29 minutes, so I'm going to have to say goodbye for a second, and we're going to continue the top 50 list in just a moment, but you won't know that with the power and the magic of it, right? Um, okay, here we go. I will talk to you pinball nerds in one momento. All right, pinball nerds, we are back here with number 51, Mr. Mike Burns. That's right. Uh, okay, number 52, it's Mr. Sean O'Hare. A uh, good buddy of mine. Um, he has an awesome collection of pinball machines out there in Vancouver. And really nice guy, really helped me with nudging and, and just figuring out how to physically move the machine around to do what you want the ball to do. And he was really instrumental in pushing me to do it more often. And uh, I think I owe some of my flipper skills to that guy for show. Okay, the next is Joe, Joe Silvaggi. Uh, Joe's got to do, of course, the Harry Potter live stream with me on my birthday of last year. And... Uh, he actually has his Uncle Toy Box Twitch channel. If you would like to go watch some virtual pin, go over there and watch him do that. He's really nice. He's also the only person who's ever reviewed me on Stitcher. Why will no one review me on anything? I don't even care if you give me four stars. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe you're going to give me like like one star. Maybe don't review me. But it'd be cool if I got like more. Um, okay, so the next one is Mr. Peaceman Nick. I couldn't do a set of playing cards without doing Peaceman Nick. I get to hang out with... Nick at Pinburg, and I promise you all the Pinburgians that I got to interview, you were all promised a your own Pimmel Nerds podcast trading card just for doing the interview with me. You're all going to be getting your set of cards. I'm going to work you in when I can throughout the next edition, so don't worry. I have forgot about you. This is just the first edition. All right, so the next person on this list, uh, a couple of these people here you'll notice – like, well, I, I will notice that I've never actually hung out with them, but I feel like I know them. And the first one on that part of the list is Mr. Ken Cromwell from Special When Lit. Uh, of course, other than Christopher Franchi, I've hung out with everyone else on here and Chris, a intern. But uh, Ken and I have, you know, spoke privately through Messenger or whatever on Facebook. And more importantly, where we've done most of our talking is just by talking to each other through our podcast back and forth. And uh, I feel like I bonded the most with them. Um, well, I actually have talked to, um, Ken Cromwell on the phone because I called in to the flipping out stream. That's right. So uh, I couldn't have Ken, of course, without Mr. Bill Webb. So Bill and I have talked again, mostly on the live stream, but you know, not directly. 
But uh, Bill, I feel like I know you already. I want to have you on this list, buddy. The next on the list, I couldn't say all of them without saying Mr. Steve Beatty. That's right. Steve Beatty, for those of you who don't know, he has been on the Special One Let Pinball podcast uh, once or twice, but he's on almost every flipping out stream. Nah, not everyone, but he's on a very large number of them. And I just really like him. I think he's really funny. He's really, I, I don't know. I feel like he would be up there for me with like, I mean, I've already got to hang out with Jack Danger. So, I mean, Steve would, it's just weird. Like, I, it's, I, it's not like I would rather hang out with Steve Beatty than, than say, Steve Ritchie. But I think I would have maybe more fun partying with Steve Beatty. I don't know. Just, I feel like he would, he's just a really good, funny, kind of goofy, kind of, I love it. My favorite part is when Ken has to leave the room or something, or he's the only one on the stream. He's a little bit awkward, but a lot of bit awesome. So I absolutely love uh, him. And, he, and Steve, you get a card, buddy. You get a card. Okay, next, number 59 and 60 on this list. I couldn't have, oh, left off, uh, of course, my buddies, Drew and Ian from the Poor Man's Pinball Podcast. Drew Poor Man and Ian Poor Man. You're both getting a card. Feel like I'm Oprah. You get a card. You get a card. You get a card. You get a card. Um, and of course, when I was thinking about the Steves there, it got me thinking about, of course, Steve Bowden. Um, did get to meet him at the Dead Flip after party, and uh, really excited to meet and hang out with him again. He's a really he's just as rad in real life as I thought he would be. So um, yeah, you get a card. Uh, next on this list is. <clears throat> The uh, in well, we're just doing a little segment here, and I know I have met Steve Bowden, but while I'm doing the people that I haven't actually met in person, but I feel like I know a little bit, I'm going to mention Mr. Zach Attack Many, uh, and Dennis, of course, his partner in crime every other week from the Eclectic Gamers Pinball Podcast. But Dennis, also known as Din Din, and there will be a nickname se section. Dennis, if you specifically tell me not to put Din Din in for your nickname, I'll try not to. Sometimes printers, there's, there's keying errors, there's different... No, I'm just kidding. If you ask me not... If you ask guys, any guys, you ask me to specifically not put something on your card, I'm not going to do it out of respect for you. That's just... That's how that works. Um, but yeah, I would love to have Zach Attack Many. Well, except for you, Zach. You get Zach Attack Many because you name me Orby. Unless you, and that's someone can come up with a better nickname for Zach between now and then. Um, could always just call you Zachary. But then you sound like a dork. Uh... Anyways, next on this list, I, I wanted to fill in some gaps from Ontario people who didn't make the list yet. So I threw in Mr. Rick York, Mr. Paul Dewey, Jay Westman, and Tim Sanderson. That's right. You're rounding out the top 66. Now, there were some people that I remembered. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mr. Rudy Soup, one of my favorite Buffalo pinball nerds. Um, uh, Rudy and I have actually you know, chatted a good amount. Lots of times just in his channel, it was just me and him, especially on his Rudy soup on Twitch, not just on the Buffalo pinball because he streams for them as well, but on his own channel. Um, we've had some good conversations. And then of course, uh, the other day he was like, I've never been on a podcast. What's going on? I was like, dude, you're come on my podcast. I'd love to chat with you. I've said lots of times, I've given you lots of shout outs. He, he actually did come on and I believe he was, I believe he was, I think he's still like my overall bits champion leader who donated like the most to me ever uh i think I, I, i'm not sure i'd have to go back and check but anyways i really really genuinely uh appreciate the conversation that we've had and he's going to be on the show so of course uh he gets to be on on for there and we played pinberg together even though i only got to briefly meet him and chat with him there of course 
Um, next, someone I did get to speak to a little bit longer, though, in person at Pimberg was Mr. Jeff Parsons of the Pinball Players Podcast. Uh, he most recently had Raymond Davidson on. You should go listen to that. Um, Raymond Davidson, uh, of course, himself has Do or Die Pinball Podcast, which I hope isn't gone forever, but I guess maybe go listen to the interview, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> I, would, I, would love, I would love to hear more of it. Put it that way. If you do listen to the show, I doubt it. But Raymond Davidson, if you listen to the show, message me. I'll give you a card, too. I'd love to have you on a card. Raymond and I only got to speak for like 30 seconds. Ah, screw it. I'm offering Raymond a card. Okay. Raymond, you're on the list. Now we're up to like 78. Um, because I, yeah, I did get to speak with him and get a picture. And Tim Sexton. Oh, there we go. There we go. Now we're at like 75. I don't know what's going on. That's okay. Tim Sexton and Raymond Davidson, I both got to speak with for, yeah, not a long time, but like a couple minutes between rounds of Pemberg and get pictures with both of them. Um, they really, you know, that they made that day of Pemberg. Um, so let's keep going through the list here, though. Okay. So next on this list would be, of course, Crystal Gemmick. Uh, she's from the Riptide Pinball Podcast. She works for uh, Marco Specialties. Um, she's really nice. She got to, I didn't just get to interview her uh, at Pimber, but I actually got to speak with her quite a bit. And she's really rad, fun to hang out with, outgoing, passionate about pinball. Um, yes, awesome addition to our community. And uh, yeah, had a great time. And speaking of people I got to interview and play with at Pimber, Mr. Robert Gagno. That's right, Robert. You get a card. The next is Mr. Jeff Patterson of This Week in Pinball. Um, somehow I got this far down the list. I was like, what the heck are you talking about? Jeff has sent me so many nice, positive comments about some of the tougher shows that I've maybe had to do and stuff like that. So I really appreciate that, Jeff. Oh, and speaking of, my credit card got defrauded with two, a $62 and a $63 purchase from somewhere in China. And so they're now sending me a new card. So I'm hoping that, and I apologize, that it showed that the, the This Week in Pinball Insiders payment got rejected, but that's because my card was blocked. So I apologize. And if I have anyone else on Patreon or anything that automatically comes out and it looks like I didn't support you, I apologize. My card got pooched. The good news is they said like three days ago, they're sending me one in seven to 10 business days or something. And the problem is I have to go re-sign up for all these things, but I will... I will get it done because I want to support This Week in Pinball. I love what you guys do over there, and I really appreciate it. So you'll hear from me soon, Jeff. Don't worry. Um, next on the list is Mr. Ryan Kuiper. Got to hang out with him at Pinburg and chat with him. And, of course, I've got to chat with him in the TurboGrafx-7 in his Twitch channel. Awesome dude. Also, you know, interviewed. Uh, I don't know if interviewed, but kind of co-hosted Poor Man's Pinball Podcast several times in their first dozen or so. Um, and then I got to this point, and I thought, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're up to card 74. Of 75 people, you're going to offer cards to max. And even at card 74, you hadn't included your wife who live streamed with you and played lots of tournaments with you and made it possible for you to even go to Pemberg in the first place, you big jerk. Jeez, I would have been sleeping on the couch for a month. All right, Danielle, you get a card. <laughs> oh, and for those of you uh, who didn't listen there, there's an, an episode that I did uh, between 290 and 300 called Topper Talk with special guests from NYC. No, it wasn't Canada. wasn't Chris Coolius. Uh, it was, um, it, it was actually Danielle pretending to have a New Jersey accent and talking about tapas. 
Tapa Talk and Marble Columns. So go back and listen to that because hardly anyone listened to that. And maybe they thought it was like someone else I was interviewing from New York that, or something. I don't know. Maybe they didn't know it was her. But anyway, she did a great job doing that. And uh, that most of those episodes, well, here's what I realized. When you put out 10 episodes in one day, no one's going to go listen to them all. So I will never do that again. That was me just fulfilling a promise to myself and the listeners to finish 300 in a year. And I apologize. That was too many. I will not do that many ever again. I was a bad pinball nerd. All right. So uh, the the very final person, and I cannot believe this is the card offer number 75, once we added the new extra Tim Sexton, Raymond Davidson, is Mr. Keith Elwin. Now, here's the issue with Mr. Keith Elwin. I love him. He's a great pinball player. but And he probably gets a lot of friend requests. But, dude, we have like 200 friends in common or something like that. And I've sent you the request a couple times. I even, I wrote you a long letter to explaining how I'm like, you're, you're my favorite designer and you're my favorite pinball player. I think before you even started designing, I sent you the request, but I've resent it since with an arrow up going, yeah, everything I said up there. So unless you accept my friend request, Mr. Keith Elwin, you probably will not see my message because if we're not friends, when I send you a message, it goes into that weird like junk spam filter that you may or may not ever check or see, which I doubt you check because even I don't check. I check it like once every six months. I'm like, Mer. and maybe like one in 10 times, it's an actual message for you, right? So anyways, the final card that I'm offering, that's right. It's going to go to Mr. Keith Elwin, the GOAT himself. Uh, can't wait this weekend down in Halifax. I'm going to be trying to beat the PinQuest score of 300 million on Jurassic Park, which is just like 15 or 20 higher than my highest score in Jurassic Park. So um Anyways, very, 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 very excited about doing these cards. Uh, thank God I'm not doing the graphics for it. I'm collecting. I picked all the people. I'm helping pick the pictures, like, between my wife and I. So uh, we've done a mock-up of one other person's card on here. And it might, it, honestly, we're going to try to do, like, like once I get all the data back in about a week, I'm hoping, please, if you hear this, if, if you get the, it depends on when I get the information out to people. Once I get enough answers, I'll start working on like, we're going to attempt to do, I think, five a day for like 12 consecutive days until we have, my guess is there will be 60 cards, but I did the math on if there is actually 66, because it'd be cool if 66 of these people got back to me, right? So I did the math and the, how the math works out is uh, there would end up being approximately 66 cards, okay, times 45 cards each. Now, why am I printing out 45 of each card? What's going to happen is each and every person on here, I will save nine of your own card. And as soon as I see you, I will give them to you. Now, in the case of, say, like uh, a whole bunch of people, I'm not going to see till because what I'm not going to do, I would lose I would lose my shirt on shipping 70 different people packs of cards like it would be like three to five bucks each, especially because I'm here in Canada. And so at the end of the day, I would be out like 150 bucks. And I'm not going to lie, part of the point is here so I can make some money on my Patreon. What I, I didn't want to offer a Patreon until I had some, like, I wanted to have, because I'm one of the least listened to, let's be honest, per episode anyways, because um, like I said, I, I, I'm, I'm up to 25,000 views overall in the last year and a little, uh, 25,000 listens, but like the average show only gets maybe 120 to 150. Um, if I interview like a Jack Danger or something like that, it's going to get 200. I know the Mrs. Penn episodes up there, uh, the Market City episode was was well over that. So, but I mean, 
most of the episodes are only getting like, you know, 150 or so. And, and when you do 10 in a day, you only get like 50 to 80. So people are like, whoa, dude, 10 a day. Come on, take it easy. Uh, there's some pinball podcasts out there that have been around for like a year and they barely have that many. Right. So a lot of people just do bi-monthly or monthly. Anyways, the point is, is that I am so stoked to do these cards. They are not going to be sit for sale for the first 90 days after they're available on Patreon. So how it's going to work is there's going to be 45 of each card made. Nine will be saved for the owner. I will keep one sheet of myself as a proof and as a collector edition, like a, like a set of nine, because there's nine cards per sheet. Um, we are going to be cutting, cutting them in-house. We are going to be printing them in-house. I've already picked out the paper. It looks super rad. The only way you're going to get to see... Oh, so sorry. For all the people in Lopple and London, I'm just going to send like Dimas or Julie or Mark and City or someone. I'll just send the nine cards for each of you down there. Um, and then the Pemberg people, you have to wait to see me at Pemberg. If, if you really, really, really want to get your nine free cards like super early, you have to do one of two things. You have to become a Patreon for me, in which case I'll add your nine free cards to your two packs of free cards. How Patreon is going to work is anyone who becomes a Patreon in that first three months, they will get two free packs of cards shipped to them, plus their nine, of course, if they're on this list. Um, the cards, are, the, the, the packs of cards are going to have five each, and I would probably sell them for about four to five, like four bucks a pack, something like that, right? So anyways, the point is for the people, even at the $5 Patreon level, what I want to do is so within three months, they will have sent me $15 at the $5 level. They're going to be getting uh, just for that two packs of cards and shipping. You know, I'm not going to make lots of money after the shipping. Some of the places I will lose money to, and that's fine. Like if someone in Australia or something uh, does it, I'll have to figure, I'll have to figure out a way to do it, but um, I will do it because I know that I can ship two packs of cards in an, in an envelope size. So it shouldn't be that bad, to be honest. I just, I'm worrying about weight issues and that we'll have to figure out later in the, the packaging of what the cards go into. But yeah, the cool part is, is that there is only going to be a total, if you do 66 times 45, there's only going to be a total of 2,970 cards. And there will only be 36 of each one of these people's cards out there floating around to be gotten in packs. The other nine go to the person. And that's your thank you for getting the card. Cause you can, you imagine if you got a card, but you didn't get a card, you'd be like, what? So these nine that I'm giving out to the people as a thank you, they can give away to friends and family. They can hoard them, keep them all for themselves. They can bring them to shows and sign them. They can do whatever they want with them. Um, but you're going to be guaranteed those nine cards and you better believe it. Every edition that I do, I'm going to get better. And anyone that I missed getting a card, you're going to get a card of course, later on. Right. Uh, because I know I did miss people. And if you feel like you deserve a card or we're good friends and I totally forgot about you on here, which I'm sure that I did. And like, I, do, I didn't add any of the East coast people I'm now friends with because you know I'm just starting to meet them. Most of them I've only met once or even twice. Um, I didn't add and, and we're newer friends, but they will be getting cards. Of course, uh, as they come into my pinball circle of nerds and I'm very, very, very excited, uh, to get working on this. I, it's been a long time in the works. This gives me a creative outlet to do something fun that I think is good for the community. And I mentioned at the, the top of the show that there would be a way, if you always want a pinball card and you didn't get one, there would be a way to get in for edition number two. And that will have to do with being a Patreon reward, of course. So, but I do want to make sure that my Patreon has, and I don't even care. Like, I honestly, 
I have already set goals for Patreon. I would be very happy with five. Five Patreons at the $5 level, $25 a month. That does nothing but basically pay for the cardboard, the ink, and the shipping. Never mind my time and my energy, and I don't care. I'm not doing Patreon to turn a profit. I'm doing Patreon because I want to give back to the community, because I want I want my own pinball card, let's be honest. I want all these people that have pinball cards to be getting pinball cards. And it's just a cool, fun thing. It's just a, like, I just, I can't imagine. Can we imagine for stocking stuffers? So I have to figure out a way so the patrons get at least their two packs of mail on the card, or there's a way to do it without waiting the three months. Because I want Christmas morning people to get cards. But like I said, for the first 90 days, they will not be for sale because I want the opportunity for everyone through Patreon to exclusively get the cards first. Past the first 90 days, I'll bring them with me to pinball shows if I go. I might bring a box or two with me to Pinburg when I go. Um, I might make them for sale or for sale by message if you message me through Facebook or through the Pinball Nerds Podcast Facebook group. So anyways, guys, I'm very excited to be starting this. I'm really stoked about it. And to show you guys how excited I am, I'm going to be giving away, and as you just heard here, we're only doing, uh, we're only going to be doing 2,970 cards. Uh, that means that we can only have a max, I did the math when you divide it by five, we can only actually have <clears throat> a total of 594 packs, but I am willing right now to give away, wait, that doesn't make sense, 500 times five, yeah, 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 it does, 500 times five, perfect. So there will only be 594 packs. And I'm going to be doing 10 box sets of, uh, I'm going to be doing 10 box sets of five sets of cards each. So 25 cards in each, because you're going to, there's five per pack. Okay. So those, I'm, that's going to right there, take away 250 of the, uh, uh, 594 packs. Of course I can sell those individually if I need to, but that's in my head what I'm going to be trying to set aside for that. <clears throat> and the, 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 the cool part about doing this is that uh, it's also a way for me to thank all these people who have been part of my pinball life, right? And thank a lot of the people who I've got to interview on the show and thank a lot of the people who have really been such an important part of that life. But it's also a way for me to connect with these people that I don't get to see and talk to as often as I would like to. Um, and just can you imagine being at Pinburg next year if, I, if I'm up to edition three or something like that and I bring like I don't know if, if I'm able to get the, the if, 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 if this is popular and the cards sell out within say six months and I can get edition number two done for Pember, maybe I can do three or four times that. And then once we're getting into the 10,000 cards, if I could do a larger set for it, if people like the cards, if they enjoy it, if they appreciate it, um, what I can do is I can get quantities of scale and I can go out and get them professionally done. And that way I would get the backs done as well. They probably will look better, even though, I mean, we're going to be using a straight edge cutter. They're just not going to be, and I've seen old players cards from like the fifties and sixties. Yeah. They're not going to be professional guys. I don't want you ordering these thinking they're going to be in, like incredible, but we're going to make them look as good as they can. And like I said, it'll kind of be funny if it's not professional, it's coming from me. What do you expect? It's edition one. Each edition will get better, but if if these take off and these do very well, then once I get I, I can start printing about ten thousand cards. <coughs> Excuse me. Then it makes sense for me to go because I've approached our our printers here. Then it makes sense for the number of cards that I'm doing. Very capable. Of, I'm only, because I'm only doing thirty six of each person. They don't want to do less than like basically you know. Uh, 
it would just be very hard to do 36 on one page. And I don't know if someone knows a printers who can do it for less than I can do it at home, let me know, or even close to it. Cause it's going to be a lot of time and energy. Uh, but we'll see. Maybe what I think will happen is it will take me maybe six months to get through these. And even if I have some left, that's okay. I go on and do another edition. And you know what? I just keep doing them in-house, but making them look better each time. But if they're a huge, massive success, what I'm suggesting is I'm going to go get a good printer because then we can have them glossy on the front and kind of like darker cardboardy on the back. And that's kind of more so what I would like to do eventually. But I'm getting ahead of myself here, guys. If you would like to win... I'm giving away up to 10 packs of Pimlowner's podcast cards. If you would like to win yourself a pack of these, all you need to do is get Pinball FX3. If you don't have it, it's they have it for the Nintendo Switch. I'm sure they have it for PlayStation. I'm sure they have it for Xbox. I'm pretty sure you can get it for PC. You can probably also get it mobile, I'm assuming. So uh, even though I don't know that to be true for sure, I know Pinball Arcade you can, but I think Pinball FX3 you can. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Anyways... If you go on there, many of you already have Pinball FX3 and many of you already have Back to the Future. And I am going to be doing several different contests to give some cards away and to just hype it up a bit. But if you go on to there, uh, my name on Pinball FX is Pinball Nerd, no S at the end and only one L, all lowercase. Only one L, no S at the end, Pinball Nerd, okay, no spaces no caps, but you'll go on there, go under tournaments and you'll see my tournament. I call it the 10, 10, 10. How it works is it's open for 10 days. I already went in there and did my first three. You have up to 10 tries and you have up to 10 days to do it. And the top 10 people, um, the top 10 people will all get one pack of Pimmel Nerds trading cards. But if you beat me, if you beat my score, my current 10 ball score, make sure you have some time because it will take a little while and they won't let you pause it. Well, you can maybe pause it in that mode, but you can't like save it and restart it later. So make sure you have a little bit of time. It's going to take some time. Even if you're not a great pinball player, it's going to take you a little bit of time. But go on there and play. And I absolutely love Back to the Future. I understand you might have to pay for Back to the Future, but don't worry. The Universal Pack is incredible. Uh, well, Back to the Future is incredible. Jaws is okay and E.T. is okay. But mostly get the Back to the Future game. If you get it standalone or in a pack, it might cost you three bucks standalone if they have it, like $2.99 usually, or $9.99 for the whole pack. And if you don't have, the, if you already have this, this is a great deal. If you don't already have this table, then don't worry about it. But this is just an option for you to go play a contest. Um, yeah, so up to 10 people will get cards, and this includes shipping. I will ship it to you uh, up to 10 people. The only thing is at the very end of this, you're going to have to contact me to let me know who you were on there because uh yeah i i won't exactly know because it's open to everybody but if you just go look in the open and active tournaments it's not a private tournament in the future i might do a private tournament who knows i don't know how many of you out there even play pinball effects 3 i don't know how many of you out there even have back to the future or are willing to get it and but this is just a fun contest way for you guys out there to get one of the first 10 cards that come hot hot off the presses um I'm hoping to have Patreon set up within a couple of weeks, definitely before Christmas. And I would really like to have an option away on there for everybody who supports me to be able to get uh, some cards before Christmas. So anyways, hope you guys have a wonderful day. I'm very stoked about this. I'm going to go off and try to better my 10 ball record on Back to the Future of 216 million. Uh, two of the three games I've played of my 10, I got to the last. So for those of you who haven't played it before, you have to play 
1955A, 1955B, so the two alternate realities. Then you have to play like 2015 when they, they come way far into the future. Way far. 20, remember 2015 supposed to have flying cars. What happened? What happened? Uh, Friggin' Steven Spielberg. Um, anyways, wait, did he do that? Oh my God, maybe I'm not that big of a Back to the Future fan. I'm the worst. Okay, no, Z Zemeckis? Robert Zemeckis, yes? Anyways, okay, so really stoked about the cards. Can't wait for you guys to hopefully get to see them. I will be putting some teasers up once we start printing off the sheets. And uh, other than that, um, oh my gosh, no, I can see it's it's, I drew a line across this and put it back to the top. I almost missed Glenn the skateboarder. Glenn the skateboarder. Glenn W. You're in, of course, buddy. Um, I'm, I, and actually, the funny part was I didn't know where to put Glenn in here because I haven't actually hung out with Glenn. And we haven't had the pleasure of talking on the phone, but we've talked a lot on Facebook. He's kind of Pinball Podcasting's biggest super fan. I think of all the podcasts, not just mine. But Glenn, you also get a card. So that's 76 people offered cards. Um, and we don't know the final numbers on how many are going to be put out, depending on how many people get back to me, but I'm hoping that most of these people would like a card. Who doesn't want their own trading card, right? So anyways, Glenn should be coming on the show hopefully next week. Um, he's been really busy. He had to go out of town, but I want to chat with him about his big top 10 finish and all things pinball and also the Pinball Nerds podcast trading cards, him playing backwards rodeo style, <laughs> all those sorts of things. Uh, make sure you listen tonight for the interview with Nick Greenham, where we're going to be talking about his finishes at um, Free Play Florida and all that sort of stuff. Until next time, Pinball Nerds, I'm going to actually leave you with uh, a little bit of, as I come to sit down here, I was so excited for that episode, I was standing the whole time. Um, I'm going to leave you with a little bit of a band called Pomplamoose. And Pomplamoose is a husband-wife couple who does all covers. You're going to be hearing the cover of Mr. Sandman by the Cordettes today. And... The reason I picked them is because Jack and Natalie, well, specifically Jack, is the gentleman who started Patreon. So I thought it very fitting. I've been following Pomplamoose their entire music career. Um, they do, like, some old, some contemporary, some new covers. They have some of their own music as well, which is pretty good. But primarily, I think what Jack does now is runs and operates Patreon. So I thought it would make sense that I let you guys go and have yourself a wonderful day listening to a little bit of Mr. Sandman. Until next time, pinball nerds. Eat, sleep, breathe, pinball. Bring me a dream. Make him the cutest that I've ever seen. Give him two lips like roses and clover. Then tell him that his lonesome nights are over. Sandman, I'm so alone. Don't have nobody to call my own. Don't Mr. Mom, you'll never be. Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream.